What is up, freaks? It's your boy Marty here to introduce this week's sponsor. This episode of Tales from the Crypt is brought to you by the Cash App. You freaks already know it's been the number one app in the, excuse me, the number one finance app in the App Store for the last two years, and they keep on getting better. Uh, their first P2P uh, payments app that allows you freaks to buy Bitcoin. Recently, they, they added deposits, so not only can you buy and withdraw, now you can deposit Bitcoin onto the Cash App as well. Um, so they're, they're completing the circle there. I, had, uh, I participated in a Cash App Friday uh, last Wednesday. It was a Cash App Friday on a Wednesday, but it was fun. I received, uh, I believe, $5 worth of Bitcoin directly to my Cash Tag, which is really cool. On top of this, they had the Boost program um, where you can go to merchants that they're partnering with, like Chick-fil-A, Whole Foods, DoorDash, Taco Bell. There's, the list goes on. Any coffee shop, you can go save a dollar, use the boost card, save some money, stack some sats with that. Go to the App Store, download the app, the Cash App today, and use the code, the promo code STACKINGSATS, and you will get $5, uh, and then we'll give a $5 to a charity of our choice. We're, we're deciding our charities right now. We've got it, it settled down to a few. Um, but yes, you will get $5 if you have not downloaded it yet. And five dollars will get to a charity that we choose. Uh, Stacking Sats is the promo code. Uh, so go download it today. Use the promo code. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode with the Noddle team. Uh, Michael and Esquayu are two dudes that are are really pushing it for in the hardware and software areas of Bitcoin and, and user privacy and and consumer hardware. And this conversation was an incredible one. A long time coming. Matt joined me for it. And we love this team and, and had a great, almost two-hour conversation. So enjoy. From the crypt. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. We're in a very foreign studio in a hotel in San Francisco across the street from the San Francisco Mint. Very fitting, Matt. Extremely fitting. Obviously, we got Matt Odell here in the studio. We're sitting down uh, with two guests, the founding team from Noddle, Michelle and Asqueo. Did I say that right? Hello, freaks. What's going on? Hi, guys. Michael. So uh, we met, uh, for you freaks who don't know, you might know. I don't know if I tweeted about it. I think I did. But in December, I was in Paris with my wife. and Yeah, I think there was a bent about it. Yeah, there you was definitely a- tweeted the vests. Yeah. You're the vest, remember? Yeah, yeah. The buy Noddle vest. Still have those in my apartment, by the way. Um, so I met you guys in Paris in the middle of the... Uh, yellow vest movement. I walked up a very, very long hill to come meet you guys to drink some beers at an Irish bar to talk. Yeah, about yeah. We actually met before in Riga without knowing yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we we met in Riga first, but we we had our first very long conversation in December in Paris. Um, before we jump into Nodal and everything you guys are building, how did you guys get into Bitcoin? What what drew you to this? Yeah, so first time I heard about Bitcoin, it was worth like one cent of a dollar probably, and uh, it was close to impossible to buy you had to go to an atm in second world and uh, buy it with linden dollars so i gave up and i just didn't look at the technicalities of the thing and didn't know anything about mining if if i did i probably wouldn't be here today (laughs) 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 and uh, then i met a guy in one of my jobs that uh, was all into mining it was asic period already like spandulis was a thing and uh, we started talking about making a hardware wallet. It was long before Ledger and Trezor had any product. 
we wanted like to make a credit size uh, e-ink hardware wallet, which was like close to impossible with the tech in 2012. Uh, so we like the it was not going really up uh, in value, so we gave up. And uh, a few years later, was uh, I started building full nodes because I wanted to apply what uh, Andreas was explaining in his book, and I needed a, a hardware full node. And uh, yeah, that's when I really started. So it was slightly more than two years ago I, I really committed to Bitcoin full time. Now, that's actually what I remember from meeting you guys first. You guys were at Riga, you were outside, and you had your node running. Um outside in uh like on the go um and that was uh and that was like the first this was even before i think it was before i had a casa but it was like the first time like uh, a dedicated hardware node popped into my head i guess it was like the one of the last prototypes that he had because you hadn't uh, launched Nautil yet right no 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 uh, it was like i don't know when when the conference was like it didn't even have a name back back then yeah, we got the name during the conference, actually. Um, but um, no, no, it was like the last prototype. And maybe like a couple weeks after, there was the HTPP conference in Prague. And um, he went on your pod. Well, no, on the, sorry, on the WCN. Mm -hmm. And um, people like Max and et cetera started pushing him saying, you should do this as a business kind of thing. That's when I heard about it, I think. Yeah. And then you put up the and website. there were a couple you pictures. You had this flash screen on the website. Oh, yeah, a horrible website. That just had, like, the dream list of features on it. Well, so before we get yeah. to the nod on the dream list and, like, it's paths up there, how did you two meet? In front of beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we drank beers, basically, at the, Bitcoin, at the Paris Bitcoin meetup for the past probably couple years, something like that. And, um, you know, like, I read about Bitcoin in the newspaper. Like, I don't have a technical background. So, like, I had to wait for, like, mass media to really put it in front of you to, like, start digging into it. And um, I was curious. So I headed up to the Bitcoin meetup to learn more about it and start talking to people. And eventually that's how we met. And, um, you know, we've been going there for the past couple of years every month. Yeah. No, it was... Um it was cool when we, back to Nadal, when we first met up in Paris, you brought out like the different stages, the different prototypes that you had. And it's crazy to see how quickly you guys have iterated and, and built new boxes. So I guess, Michael, for you, like, what do you, when you're building this hardware, what are you looking for? Like, what's the hardest parts? What, what's sort of the process of building this thing? So the, the first prototype I had two years uh, ago, it was April 2017, and it was sinking in about a week. Uh, I mean, where, when I say syncing, it's a bad word for initial block download, which is not syncing at all, actually, but whatever. And uh, when this hardware died one year later, I wanted to have something which syncs in less than a week. And that was the main criteria for the product. So I started iterating on many different hardware, uh, like probably 40 different combinations of storage and uh, CPU boards. Uh, with another constraint, which was I wanted something the size of a Raspberry Pi so it fits in any standard box I can buy on the market because I didn't want to mm, produce a box myself, obviously. Uh, so yeah, we, that's how we ended up with the Rock 64 um, and, um, and an SSD for storage. And it syncs in about two days if you don't, see, if you don't do IBD over Tor. If you do IBD over Tor, Good luck with that. And if you use the fast <laughs> cable, right? 
that's a miss actually it doesn't help so much because the w what counts in ibd is latency not uh, bandwidth so uh, you get the same latency over usb2 than you get over usb3 yeah you would probably have like five percent improvement maybe 10 max if you have a very fast internet connection and yeah. if you're very lucky in peer selection yeah because i think i feel like it took me it took me like it felt like an eternity, but it took me a little bit less than three days, and I, I upgraded to gigabit uh, <laughs> while the noddle was in the mail. Yeah, so I, I mean, it was the, just going to be for a month, and then I still have gigabit now. Yeah, the you know the problem is you you depend on the luck you have in Bitcoin D choosing your peers. You can choose some peers in a very far country, very low bandwidth and very shitty latency. And you can't do anything about it except like checking how fast your sync goes and kicking the peers by hand. Yeah, so no one would do that anyway. That so yeah, if I if I run the same sync on the same internet connection, it can take 40 hours one day and uh, four days the sure. other. I, I feel like the, the Tor IBD um, don't do that. Not Noddle, Noddle could be improving on that, right? Because Noddle, because it's so easy to run your node through Tor on Noddle. Like I feel like there's a large amount of new, high performance, like pretty high per performance uh, Tor nodes that are serving blocks, right? Like presumably. Yeah, the problem is not the the nodes serving the blocks; it's every relay in between. Right. And uh, and another problem is it's true for LND. I'm not sure it's true for Bitcoin D. Uh, LND when uh, circuit uh, dies because of one node going offline in the chain, it doesn't renegotiate the the circuit. You have to restart LND to to reconnect. So some people are complaining like they had 50 online peers and then they go to 10. Uh, because they're running Tor and because uh, just probably one relay died somewhere and they have to restart LND to recover all the all the peers. Oh, shit. It's a big pain. It sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, so Tor, Tor is made for short transactions, not for long persistent connections. So is that is that an issue that we're relying on Tor so much, do you think? I don't think so. I mean, Tor is a living project. It, it will fix that. Uh, LND can fix it on its side as well. So no, it's it's not really an issue. It, it will just improve over time. And we can probably do things at the, at the system level to improve it as well. I mean, that could kind of be an argument for, I mean, one of the reasons I love the Noddle is that you, you do sync from scratch and you do verify from scratch, but that could kind of be an argument for, for uh, like, Precinct nodes. Right? Yeah. So what we are planning, we are planning to change that after talking with Staticus in Germany. Uh, what they what they are want to do with the Bitbox base is to ship it precinct, but at setup time you can choose to erase what is precinct and sync it yourself. And you can so still revalidate regardless, anyway. And you can still revalidate regardless. And and with uh, James uh, improvement O'Burns. for. Assume TX valid. That's what I was just going to say. Would you yeah. prefer assume UTXO than having to pre-download we, yourself? We've met in um, in Amsterdam, and uh, yeah, it's totally something we want to do. Use assume TX valid because you might be able to make that modular like Neutrino was before it was officially merged. Correct? Um, I don't know. No. I mean, you could just put your own assume UTXO in. 
Yeah. I mean, ideal. Th- that's what James wanted to avoid. Though, I mean, right? it's yeah. supposed to be. He didn't want everyone to do their own. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should be hard coded in the right. in yeah, the I binary, but. No, but yeah. that is it is an interesting trade off. Like, do you, do you want the responsibility of having the initial sync in your hands, or assume UTXO would sort of? Uh, I mean, we, it, it's it's all yeah. about trade-offs. When you uh, when you download uh, an APK from the Google Store for an open source application, you have no idea what you are running actually, and that's one big issue. For example, with wallets on Android, because you can verify the source code on GitHub, but nothing guarantees you that the APK which is actually on the store is the is the result of building the code you've seen. That's what's nice about that. Samurai has they're both on FDroid, and you can download the yeah. APK from GitHub. Yeah, totally. All right, good segue there, oh, Samurai. Build, build it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yourself if you have an infinite amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> so it was announced recently that you guys are partnering with Samurai to help them with their dojo box. Congratulations. We are so fucking excited about this. Yes. Uh, swearing is a lot here. It's, it's <laughs> totally fine. It's a, it's more of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you get yelled at for cussing. Yeah, so we share so many values with those guys without even knowing it before we met. Uh, we met in Paris and we agreed like handshake agreement that we have to build this together and uh, Bitseed News, rest in peace uh, Yeah, so what happened to Bitseed? I have no idea uh, I, I would I would like to know more because maybe it's something it, that can happen to us mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to know it beforehand but yeah, I, I'm really sorry for those guys because they were probably actually one of the first hardware full nodes on the market a long time ago yeah, I remember and, when they uh, Yeah, and it's sad to see them go. And uh, But yeah, on the other side, we are now the only manufacturer of Samurai hardware. So but that's they cool. also got like stagnant. They lost focus. Yeah, I, I feel like nothing happened for many, many months or years. And, uh, and the product was pretty limited. It was Bitcoin only, no Lightning, no... Yeah, exactly. It got, it got very stagnant, I feel yeah. like. So how do you guys avoid staying stagnant? What's your... What's your sort of mentality when it comes to building this hardware and what are the boundaries that you're working in? We want to build the most comprehensive full node on the market. We don't want to to forbid people from running things they want to run, but to provide a good enough support, we want to package the application ourselves. So today we have Bitcoin D and LND. Uh, tomorrow we have C Lightning, maybe Eclair. Uh, Maybe BTCD, maybe Bitcoin. We are not close to other other components. It will always stay a Bitcoin-only product, but not a Bitcoin Core-only product. Uh, we we are open to other implementations. What I what I like is I feel I I, I feel like your your company uh, you you fall like right in between the it's like accessible for mainstream, but it's it's like a more um, like a more dedicated type of person but but still they don't have to be like a full techie but it's not just completely sugar-coated for you so you so you have so much choice you get to pick like what packages you install and stuff like that but like you're not building it yourself or you, you know so like you have obviously there'll always be a contingent of Bitcoiners that will want to build their own hardware and there'll always be a contingent that want their hand held the whole way. And like Noddle kind of sits like right in the middle where like you don't want your hand completely held, but like you want it like a little bit, you know. Yeah, so what we are planning to a future for a future release is to like in the initial setup wizard now 
which is non-existent, it's just uh, set your admin password. <laughs> Uh, we'll add like uh, like a selection of autonomy you want to get. The zero level will be like do everything for me, and it will pre-install everything, start the sync, and you have nothing to do. And the maximum level will be like just initialize SSH connection and do whatever you want on the box. <laughs> I love it. And same from privacy. I currently the Tor implementation is for LND and Bitcoin D only. Uh, and I want like a cursor when you set up the device, the the level of privacy you want to get. And the maximum level will be just IP tables at the system level redirecting any outgoing connection to Tor. Fuck yes. Hell yeah. Even for APT updates, you know, like every single connection going out of the device will be over Tor. How are, uh, how are you guys pri prioritizing all this? Like your small team... What what like what do you see as like the most pressing issues and you get worked on now? Uh, Telegram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who shouts louder gets the feature first? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just usually Max, right? Just yeah, Max. Just yeah, yeah, yeah probably. No, I mean EPS was a long requested feature. Yeah. Like everybody wanted EPS before seeing what it does, <laughs> and now everybody wants something else. So we are going with Electrum X. By the way, I would like to to cut short the the controversy of uh, Electrum X. Yes, it's made by a big blocker and a shitcoiner, but it's what of Electrum officially supports. Yeah, so let's dive into the problem with the Electrum personal server. It's been DDoS attacked pretty consistently for the last... Well, not EPS uh, hasn't, but the No, the, the issue with servers, EPS yeah. is that you have to hard code the XPubs of your uh, yes. wallets in the configuration file and rescan the blockchain. And Electrum X and Electrum Rust server just index the whole thing, and you can use any wallet afterward. So um, yes, Electrum X is uh, is more is slower. Is maybe not such a good program as Electrum Rust server, uh, but on the other side, it's it implements all the APIs that Electrum needs. And every time Electrum needs a new API, they just ask the guy, and he does it. Because he knows if he doesn't, they will just fork it off and make another product. Just be worthless. Um, so how how have uh, how things been so far since since we last met in June? I remember you were uh, we met in the bar and you were like, ah, should we should we buy ads on TFTC? I was like, uh, Matt's definitely just going to talk about the noddle all, for all the time. I, so like I don't think you have happened. to worry about it. It's definitely what happened. <laughs> you pretty much so you it. well, let's let's talk about our nodes. So you were our our node that we gave to a friend has been running <laughs> we to it. You had friend running it. You build a piece of hardware that now uh, is running one percent of the liquidity on the Lightning Network. How does that feel as like a builder and somebody that made this product? I'm just ready to disappear the day it crashes. <laughs> <laughs> Does it put a lot of pressure on you knowing that? Yeah, I, wh when I've seen this guy uh, building up these channels, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? I don't want that. I that that's that was the main driver to implement the static channel backups fast. You wanted it. You wanted it. <laughs> you like said you didn't want it, but you also wanted it. You both but you but both now now, now I think we are just bootstrap a very exclusive club of one percenters in uh, in another customers. So we advise everyone to 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 go to one percent of the Lightning Network on his node. We we should be the dominant node on the on the Lightning Network. Yeah. So other than being stressed, like how does it feel? Does it feel? Uh, 
it's still very stressful. I don't yeah. sleep at night. I mean, uh, I became an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about this alcohol for a second? Oh, yeah. Short pause to give a shout out to uh, Satoshi Gin, London Dry Gin. Uh, half liter, 44% alcohol by volume. It is delicious, and as you can see, it's already making me slur. It is fucking Drink delicious. responsibly. <laughs> and you guys you guys met the guys behind this, right? Yeah, so they are driven like by the the complexity and the, the beautifulness of the Satoshi's white paper. There is a text on German on the bottom. If you, you can Google translate it later. And uh, yeah, basically they like went to Sicily and selected the best blood oranges they could find. And uh, they are making this near Stuttgart, if I remember correctly. Excuse me, I just had to butt in here. I can't read German, but this is the dopest description of uh, satoshi i've ever seen the first sentence is satoshi nakamoto das phantom <laughs> yes. das phantom he's a phantom i love it yeah they, they say something about genius later in the text and yeah the bottle has like a, a blockstream satellite a moon a rocket like all the all the i love it popular culture of of bitcoin is on there yeah i would like buy Some that clean energy unwrapped like as a art piece hydropower right here there's a, yeah. there's a water mill yeah, yeah. very it's, subtle it's very all renewable. in the details yes and they didn't even bother translating the website in anything other than german but <laughs> no, <laughs> i the, love it let the product do the speaking it's a very good product tastes very good yeah now you, I usually don't drink gin. It makes yeah, me angry. He bought, so. he bought some bullet because he wasn't. Everybody drink says like I don't like gin because it's uh, bitter, but this one is different. Yeah, it's got a good, uh, good mango citrus taste to it. Not mango. That's what I'm looking for. Grapefruit. There we go. That's it's definitely fruit. got grapefruit. Yeah, blood orange. Yeah, blood orange. Grapefruit. Yeah. That's what it is. It's blood orange, right? Yeah, and they also make a uh, blood orange liqueur, which is uh, with orange labels on it. By the way, kudos for making only one bottle and adding stickers for different products on it. <laughs> Very good That's idea. That's smart. They're shilling their wares. And then they get to use the extra money. No, and the, and the guys are extra nice. They were like uh, making people try it in uh, Essen for Blockchain Hotel Conference and in uh, Munich for uh, Lightning Hack Day. So, yeah. Thank, thank you. Cool. Thank you for bringing it uh, and no problem. enjoying it with us in this conversation. Um, back to Bitcoin, though. Like, again... You guys are building this hardware. When I met in France in December, like you could tell you guys are very passionate about this. So what like philosophically made you to build hardware in particular for Bitcoin? Like what what drives you? We we were we met during the midst of the yellow yellow vest movement and had some interesting things to say about that. So Yeah, so basically I'm I'm coming for like from electronics initially. I started learning electronics when I was a child and uh, never stopped. Um I had a very good mentor. He's like more than eight years old now. He started electronics before it was called electronics. It was a, a low, you had high currents and low currents. So he was in low currents, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like relays and stuff, you know, before tubes and transistors. And uh, yeah, he taught me like all the basics you have to know to, to do electronics. And uh, and another thing I was passionate about was programming. I started programming on, with a pen and paper because I didn't have a computer at home. And uh, how does microcontroller. That wait, 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 <laughs> how does that wait, 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 work? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did you? What did you just say? Pen and paper, the best computer. <laughs> yeah, how the fuck does that? I, work? I was like writing programs in basic on the, in a notebook and uh, once a month we were going to some friends who had a computer and I could try my programs on the computer. How uh, how often would they go off without a hitch? Uh, not very often. 
What was that like? No, it was like simple, stupid programs, you know, like kids, kids stuff. So it wasn't so hard. Yeah. And uh, my only regret is I didn't realize back then that there is something called the assembly language and that you go can go much deeper in the hardware. And I learned that like 15 years later. So basically wasted 15 years of my life <laughs> with high-level programming languages. <laughs> is that a waste though? Do you think you learned? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I could be much further if I if I went deeper back then. Yeah. But yeah, and then like microcontrollers like Peak and uh, 68HC11 came out for a reasonable price. So I started programming like chips and uh, it blended like electronics and uh, programming world. And then I made some uh, like web development for some company and had to host the program. So I started hosting and networking. And basically, Bitcoin is combining all of this. It's hardware, it's software, and it's networking. So it's, it's the first prod first thing in which I don't feel bored because it combines everything I like. So you're, you're into this just from... It piques your interest from everything you're interested in your, in your yeah, life career. Yeah, uh, and from a purely technical point of view, it's a, it's a beautiful object. So is there anything philosophical to drive you towards it? Um, like, do you, do you believe in Bitcoin is sound money? Bitcoin is freedom of speech money? So I discovered that later. So, I, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in the open source environment in Paris, like all these uh, Linux users groups and, uh, and an association of people defending free software and libre software. And, uh, but I was always on the more of the hacker side, like I wanted them more to, do, do you remember the period of DECSS? It was about cracking the DVD encryption so you can reap uh, your yeah, DVDs. Yeah. So was I was fun. wearing that t-shirt in the meetings and I, I felt like not in my place because they were only about open source software but not about real freedom and liberty. And when I went to HCPP 17, first time in my life, I discovered that actually this anarchist movement is what I was always looking for. And this is my anger of of uh, going into Bitcoin because I think Bitcoin is the ultimate tool for for self sovereignty and anarchy. Well, thank you for your help. Um, your product's been incredible, and no, it's funny seeing the different ways in which people. That's what this whole goddamn podcast is about: is finding the different ways in which people find Bitcoin. And no, it's funny. We were again going back to Yellow Vest movement. Like we were talking. Like maybe like Bitcoin is a solution for these people. Where you're like, yeah, they'll probably never get it. They're just like rioting to riot. Uh, and yeah, want, yeah. We, we have government. this culture of protesting and rioting in France. Unfortunately, they don't see much more. Than, I mean, they they don't think it through. And why yeah. why is that? What what happened? Like, what's the mindset in France? It's it's an accumulation of of things and go unsuccessful governments that screw things up. Uh, I don't know. I, d I don't want to go into politics. Okay. You don't have to do that. Maybe you will. Well, what drives you? What drives you to this? I don't know. I guess it's just like one tool that you could use fairly easily. Um, at least that's what we want to do. We want to make it easier for people to do it. And I think you don't have to be technical at all. And like, if we succeed, we'll probably make it available to people who aren't technical at all. I think that's something that we're interested in. Um, doesn't necessarily look that obvious right now because it's really new, you know, it's only six months in. Um, but we do want to make it like part of the tool set for people to do it. And I guess like where we're trying to go potentially in the next few months 
is um, selling like mobility. So there's a lot of people who are going to want to use these tools without even having them in their own homes. And that's maybe something that we want to build going forward. So do you uh, look to apps like Zap, um, people building things like Zap to help you guys out there? Because it is interesting uh, how all this stuff plays together. Like you guys are work- working on the hardware side and um, being able to connect to your node from from home via another app or you guys think about building something yourselves? Well, you're thinking about hosting, right? That's, that's what you're mentioning? Yeah, I mean, like what, the, I mean, your earlier question, like we got a ton of stuff on the list. Um, how do we prioritize? I don't know because, I mean, there's so much stuff. You just can't do it all. Um, we're both building a business and we have to grow the business itself and we have to focus on the product. Right now, I mean, the past few months we've really only focused on on the product itself. Um, we're coming out with new products. Basically, that's one thing that we're focused on. And part of it is the cloud and the server um, that will be like complementary to what the, the box offers right now. Hell so, yeah. You know. um, fuck yeah. So what, uh, again, like, so the business side, what's it been like building the business side where like building a business, having to meet margins, having to make profits, having to think, having to stay lean. We work all the time and we have fun all the time. Yeah, you boss. know, it's Fucking like, love it. it's not a, it's a job and it's not. And maybe for the first time, at least for myself, but probably the same for you. It's, um, we're just, I mean, we want to keep it as, as long as we can. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, how crazy you know? is it? This is our Monday right now. We're in a, a hotel in San Francisco talking We're about Bitcoin. We're across from the fucking mint, which, by the <laughs> way, looks a little bit decrepit now. You know, used to make currency. I yeah, don't think they still make currency there anymore, right? It's a it's a personification of the decaying uh, financial structure I mean, the, in this, this world. This whole block is a fucking shithole. It is disgusting. Hey. I don't want to shit on San Francisco but too much. Ju- ju- just San come Francisco. to see us in Oakland if you want to see a shithole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys in Oakland? Yeah, it's called the Lower Bottoms for a reason. Well, it's like, we're I don't want to keep shitting on San Francisco. <laughs> I have been all week. We were um, looking at the street view of the Airbnb, and there was a drug deal going on outside. Boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's on the other side, it's so peaceful. I mean, no one wants any harm. That People yeah. are just minding no. their own business. Things are happening, whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. just strung out. That, that's what market. I like about America. I mean, I, I haven't been here for eight years, and it still feels so good when you arrive here. It's like... People are just doing things. Sh- crazy shit is happening on every street, but nobody cares. Yeah, ayahuasca is legal now in Oakland. You were telling me. Yeah. yeah you guys, crazy. you guys going and uh, and mushrooms. And mu- well, yeah, mushrooms is like now is, that's just a given, right? It's like uh, mushrooms very, uh, very in vogue right now. Yeah, but ayahuasca—that's a fucking step up. Yeah, that used to be a, an old white women's drug that they would only be able to get. Yeah, but basically outside. they went from the assumption that people are using it anyway and it doesn't do much harm. So no, why penalize it? All free market it. Yeah, I mean the market is not free. You can you can possess and use, but you can't sell. Right. Well, it should be. Yeah, I mean coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. Well, imagine if it does come and Ross Albrecht has to spend two uh, two life sentences and. Uh, and I have to say, I was really anticipating this trip to United States because my name came out on CoinDesk and I'm sponsoring this conference here. Yeah, horrible object. And I was thinking like, 
I would spend like one hour on the border explaining things and it just went through so easily. I mean, yeah, I, people can say many bad things about America, but actually I think it's getting better. Your customs were super easy, right? And we, we were both surprised about that. Today. Yeah, I, 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 I went to, to the border. They told us like you have ESTA with a visa waiver program. Uh, go to US Citizen Line and just go to these automatic uh, devices. You put your passport, they make a picture, prints a receipt, and then you go to the officer. He asks you, What are you here from? Business or pleasure? I'm here for a conference. I don't know how, what it is. He <laughs> 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 said, Okay, stamp, both, in the, yes, <laughs> stamp in the passport and go away, and that's it. Welcome um, to America. Yeah. I mean, the, my, my, my 10 previous trips to America <laughs> were not as friendly. Mine. Uh, I well, I fly into JFK a lot internationally since I live in New York. Just JFK in particular sucks. I hate JFK. No, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm never gonna. Yeah, every time I go through both my own customs and other countries' immigration, I will just. I always shit my pants. I always take every fucking precaution in the book because, like, you're literally their bitch at that point. Like, you can just, they can just do whatever the hell they want, and you don't even, even in America, you're you're not entitled to a lawyer at that point. Really? So they can just put you in a room, they can leave you there for like 14 hours, and they can be like, decrypt your drives, do this, do that, and you should just always just imagine that's what's going to happen to you, because all it takes is yeah, like uh, As long as you're not out from the international zone, you you have no rights. Zero rights. You have no rights in that situation. Is that like a Homeland Security Patriot thing? And if you're like a known Bitcoiner, you're extra, you know, you should be extra concerned. In that but I, I strongly advise anyone to go to XUSSR once, and after that, you fear every border like it's a piece of cake. But Russia? Yeah. Russia, Belarus, I mean, any oh. of the ex-Soviet bloc countries. You, after, you have two days after your arrival to fill the KGB papers and go to the milice to, to register yourself. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fun experience. It, it never goes bad, actually, but... It's so procedure. You can't smile at anyone. If you smile, it's rude. And uh, really, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a difference. This is why Bitcoin is so important, right? Because yeah. like it breaks down that 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 control that they have in that situation. I mean, because you can just you can bring infinite amount of money. Yeah, and uh, I had to fill this immigration customs paper and. Uh, I read like many times the line about do you carry more than ten thousand dollars equivalent in currencies? See on the back for definition. I checked the back, there is no mention of cryptocurrencies. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's to get into a good semantics argument about like are you carrying Bitcoin yeah. if it's if it's what if it's a brain wallet? What if you have a brain wallet in your head? Are you technically I have a Bitcoin t shirt in my bag? <laughs> Or is it like, are we getting to the beauty on argument where it's just pure language and... It's, what if it's you print your seed on a t-shirt and you carry it on you? You like literally wear it? That'd be yeah. bold. You're an idiot if <laughs> you're doing that. I don't <laughs> know, I have a long passphrase. You still don't have my, sp- my passphrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's a... That's, I guess, I think that's what makes me optimistic about the future is like when you get down to this... Because the, the shirt that you were talking about earlier that you're walking wearing was that from the 90s court case here in the states where like adam back made the shirt that they tried to weaponize pgp um yeah the ah, pr- yeah yeah that's that's how pgp went to europe yeah 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 it's uh d uh what was his name wait whatever so i'm a believer that bitcoin 
is very similar to that case. It would be very similar sort of free speech. Yeah. Yeah, here in the States. But we shouldn't be relying on that shit, right? No. But, yeah. but it's a good precedent. Yeah. Uh, uh, money is speech. And speech yeah. is protected. Yeah. So. There you go. So you're saying uh, it feels good to come to America. What what outside of the USSR, what would you talk about? Like why compared to Europe? Is it th- that much better compared to Europe? You you find some peace here. Like uh, in in Paris, you meet some shit happening on the street. You worry for your life and you change a sidewalk. Really? And no way. No way. I, really? The the only time I get into a fight in the street was with a with a drug guy in the streets of Paris. I was just waiting for a bar to open and some guy came to me and started beating me, you know. <laughs> Damn. I I've seen much more wasted people here on the street and nothing happens. <laughs> people are pretty strung out in the streets. I don't here. know. I don't know. I'm Yeah. I had a fun time in Paris when I was I there. I enjoyed Paris as well. I stayed in Saint Germain. You really didn't go to the good places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you guys in the uh, are you guys in the burbs, or should we not? Maybe. Uh, I, I'm let's say in the privileged part of Paris. Why? Why do you say that? Uh, that's how everybody sees it, but actually it's pretty cheap and shitty where I live. But yeah, people see this part of Paris as a rich part of Paris. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to jump into it, but we have to jump into politics if we do that. So I wanted to, I wanted to jump into what we talked about when we uh, when we met at that bar, like w- the situation and or the mindset in Paris or France at least of of like the state is probably the the cause of most of their problems, but yet they're calling for more and more state help. I think it's really hard to explain what's going on. Because yeah. I think when you talk to a bunch of different people, even like people who are going in the streets like regularly every Saturday, um, they'll all have a different story. They'll all say different stuff. They'll ha- all have different reasons. And they don't go into a lot of depth until like why they're unhappy, apart from probably the fact that they just feel like they're getting poorer and poorer and like and they are. life's getting more difficult, you know? But then, honestly, you go to a bunch of different countries and ask people around, they'll probably feel the same way. In America, people feel that way because it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. And, like, at the end of the day, maybe, I mean, that's, I guess, me thinking that. I don't know if it's true or not. But the states are just bankrupt, and people don't notice it. They'll get to notice it probably much too late. Um, and they're just fucked, you know? <laughs> and so they have to find some other way to, like, deal with their lives. Um, I don't think they will easily or, or quickly. Um, we see other options. I mean, Bitcoin is one for us. Um, I'm not sure they get it. It's too bad. Um, maybe we can help them with that. Yeah, at least we scream it from the rooftops. Well, trying to, yeah. yeah. And we're trying to give them tools and, you know, um, it makes sense for a lot of these reasons. Uh, you know, the sound money aspect and all these things make a lot of sense. Um, but they just don't get it. And, like, potentially in our lifetime or maybe our kids' lifetimes, if any one of us has kids, you know, um, probably one of these countries will, will have a big problem. Yeah. 
Are you overall optimistic or pessimistic about the future? I think you have to be optimistic. You know, you have like the the like centuries of history. Like people figure out a way to you know, overcome whatever thrown at them. Um, but you can go through rough patches that last a long time. Bitcoiners are fucking awesome. So that makes me optimistic. I mean, people should make you optimistic. I mean, the track record is good. I mean, there's civilization, you know? Yeah. Um, We've gotten this but far. you can you can go through like 20, 30, 50 years of pure hell. Pure hell and and that's I mean, that's a very big theme on this podcast. There's the pure disconnection from reality, which these bankrupt states have 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 yeah. run away from reality, I would say. And potentially, I mean, it's you can see anything, but like you can see like large scale violence, you know, which is scary. And you don't, I mean, I don't want that. I don't think anybody wants that. Um, but it's like one of the possibilities. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it starts small with like, hey, throw milkshakes at people and stuff like that. And it starts with small acts like that and then, and then tumbles out of control. And, uh, and that's, that's why I think we focus on Bitcoin so much is because it's like, hey, we know things are fucked up. I think all the squabbling at the political level, at least red versus blue here in the States is, is sort of misdiagnosing the, the core of the problem and swiping at branches and, and Bitcoin really gets to the core of the problem, which is an unfair monetary system at the end of the day. At least it's a good way to get some power back. It's some say in a way or not another, you know? Yeah, at least we'll have good money, you know? <laughs> I think it'll solve everything. Now, will um, it? Can it? We've kidding. all pretty kidding. much. If you like go through human history, it's just pretty much just been violence. Like it's just everything is violence. So we should just appreciate the times when there aren't violence because they're they're rare. And there will be with Bitcoin. Yeah, I th I think there will be in just general. Um, I I also think that in terms of um, in terms of like OPSEC for Bitcoiners, um, in the in the immediate term. The obviously like known Bitcoiners are at ex way higher risk levels than everyone else. But I think once we hit a certain level of, of adoption, you get to the point where like any rich person is expected to, even if they don't, they probably first of all have a decent amount of their net worth in Bitcoin. And if they don't, they're expected to be able to like fork up any kind of ransom or whatever in Bitcoin relatively quickly because it will be you know, such a dominant, dominant asset at that point, right? So it, at that point, it, it doesn't even matter if you're a known Bitcoin or not. If you show any kind of wealth, then you will be, you know, just at just the same level of risk. Yeah, the level of concentration in Bitcoin, though, is, I think, insane. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Too few people, too many Bitcoin. Do you think so? Probably. Uh, the distribution. I think yeah. Yeah. distribution is but the, bad. But have you seen like the distribution of the current world's wealth? It's really horrible. It's way it worse. It might be worse in Bitcoin. No, I think it's I think it's worse in the. It's like it's really fucking bad. What is this like? Fifty people like own like. You know what gives me hope though? Is that like people like that idiot from Quadriga X who who traded twenty one thousand Bitcoin down to eight Bitcoin. Yeah. What about helping that with the distribution? <laughs> you know, I think what is interesting <laughs> may may. Maybe the concentration in the Bitcoin world is pretty high, but it's not the same kind of people. So you think Bitcoiners are, are better people? In a way, yes. Why is that? I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Aren't we? 
No, I mean, at least it's people who acquired some wealth by being smart and not by being lucky or... Close to the yeah, spigot. We're born lucky. It's ridiculous. We aren't. We are lucky, but not because of that. It seems like there's a bunch of people who want, like, a change for the better, too. Yeah. You know? So, I, I, like... You can... You can sense it. There's like a, like you said, there's a palpable, palpable tension in the air throughout the world right now. I would argue. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like going back, like I think people are misdiagnosing the problem. And like again, like you said, I was goading you. Like, do you think Bitcoiners are better people? I do. Like the Bitcoiners I met meeting you guys. Uh, Bitcoiners are better people. <sighs> we don't want to be. It's people who give. Yeah, it's people who give. Like people, you're just connecting people. Like if. Like that's actually one thing that's been great about this podcast. I've had so many people come through the show that it, it's turned into like a mini network where I'm able to connect guests uh, with each other. Like after interviewing, I'm like, hey, you guys are sort of working on similar problems. You I guys mean, should well, talk. I they they help each, each other out all the time. I mean, you guys have helped us a ton, more probably more than anybody else. I've been like, talking to you guys for like a year now. I, I Telegram, I'm, I talk to to Michael on Telegram Every day. Every day. And, like, I finally got to meet him yesterday. You know how fucking exciting that was? I was, super <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to go out. You know, am I going to go out? It's like, I got it. I got it. Wound up shutting down the bar right here. Yeah, with Stefan. <laughs> it was like, we had, a, we had a, one of the lost tapes. It was the, the ultimate podcast. The, the unrecorded. The unrecorded. Ultimate tape. The unrecorded. Uh no, it is. It is great. And this, I'm actually very excited for this week too. It seems like a very we're we're gonna go to a, a cool beefsteak dinner later tonight. That seems like it's gonna be pretty fucking fun. Uh, seems like there's a very good group of people. Have you guys seen the venue of the conference? Uh, I've seen pictures. Yes. Okay. We we've been there. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. This will be this will be really great. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a good week to roll into the conference too. Going back over time, uh, it, it didn't even start, but we don't regret being be, be, being a sponsor at all. It's like a well, that's be, best investment we did. Um, We're going big and not in every. You home. got you guys are giving out a bunch of notes, correct? Uh, no, yeah. we 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 don't. But there will be for sale at the conference store. There is a, they set up a store with some Bitcoin artifacts, and uh, Nodo is one of them. Awesome. Um, so let's get back to the model, like the hardware that you're making with Dojo, or not the Dojo hardware that you're making with Samurai. Excuse me. What uh, what is this red box going to be like? It's it's different than your your typical model, correct? So there are three uh, things actually. So the current Nodo will be rebranded as the Nodo One. Uh, it will be the same hardware, same software, just probably a custom case. Uh, then you will have the Nodo Dojo which will be the same hardware just with Dojo pre-installed and the premium support from from uh, the Samurai and team. And the red case, right? No. no. And, and then there will be the Samurai edition, which will be a red ah. case with a Samurai logo on it. Uh, the specs are not uh, final yet, but it will probably have redundant storage. It will probably have a slightly better CPU and maybe some other goodies. What about the new Raspberry Pi? It'll be faster because it's red. 
Yeah, well, that's uh, the red is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fact. Red the is most fast. important. That's the most important yeah. uh, aspect. Uh, the the new Raspberry Pi. So yesterday, uh, the Raspberry Pi Foundation announced the Raspberry Pi Four. The Noddle Group is going crazy over this. And you, uh, we were literally <laughs> drinking, and they were all <laughs> yeah. Everyone got excited. Uh, uh, after spending last two years shitting on Raspberry Pi, we'll probably switch back to <laughs> it because yeah. it's just awesome. <laughs> the so competition is good. That's it's no the the sixty four was probably one of the main reasons that they yeah the 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 problem of the raspberry pi is it's very hard to buy in volume in a consistent way it's not designed to be bought really? in bulk even harder than the rock uh, way, uh way yeah rock. way harder than the rock oh, i wow. mean it's very easy to buy one raspberry pi it's very hard to buy 10 of them I really um because they want to be like they're trying to be enthusiasts. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the they the Raspberry Pi Zero, for example, it was like one purchase per customer. Uh, so to get many, I had to set up like um, uh, accounts for my kids on every possible <laughs> store, <laughs> 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 and parents and everyone of the family. Anyway, now the the B the the B might be different because it's a more mainstream product and usually. On the big retailers like Farner, you can buy it in bulk. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it might be it might be the new other hardware actually. Boss. So, what is the uh, what is the ultimate vision for for Noddle down the road, like ten years from now? What is the Noddle exit like? scam? <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Uh, ten years from now, I have no fucking idea because hardware is changing so fast. Yeah. Uh, Do you, are you guys believers in like? Node in every house one day, no, or, or a family running, or a smart family running, a family member running a noddle that other family members connect to. I don't know. Maybe it will go in a totally different direction. I don't even know if we'll be making hardware in two years from now because the the hardware of set top boxes like this Android TV stuff and phones and everything is improving very fast. So I. I might see a future in which Nodo is actually an app on the Android App Store and iOS App Store and you just install your full node on any device you have at home and and inside the app you will find the same UI which will tell you do you want to run Bitcoin, the LND, BTC Pay Server, whatever. So somebody's so fascinated with hardware, it's... Uh Incredible to see you like willing to be like, hey, we might not uh, be hardware. We'll, we'll be still making hardware for the server side because, I mean, the the hosted part of the business will be a big part, increasing part. Mm -hmm. You really think like a mobile device? Well, it wouldn't be like a mobile device. What are you thinking, like a Android TV or something? Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. But like, what we're doing right now is like we're testing everything. Like, we're testing our assumptions. And, and, like, it's guesswork. We talk to our customers every day. We see what they like or they don't like, and we're just trying stuff. But the first step for us, I guess, is to do have your Noddle at home for some people and try to grow that market because we think, like, not everybody's going to have one, but, like, more and more people will want to have one. And, like, it's dedicated hardware. You don't put other stuff on that, and you want it at your home. Yeah, and I feel like you just need like the head of household or something to do it. Like you can have yeah. like or set it up for your family and your cousins friends, and your friends, like etc. Is the dojo pitch actually? They say like set up. Not everyone will buy a dojo, but you have close friends. Yeah, exactly. They can use your dojo over tour, so you don't even know where they are. Yeah, exactly. I would be happy to give my friends access to my node. 
Exactly. And that's so that's one thing. That's one target. Then there's the other target. It's like more high end, customized, like hardware that like companies can buy or rent that you can host for them or they can have, et cetera. And it's larger scale businesses. And like in between, there's a lot of people who are like either nomads, like, you know, sovereign individuals traveling a ton and who want the same stuff, but they have nowhere to put it or host it or anything. And you can do it for them. And that's probably a market segment that doesn't exist today or that's not catered to. So that's where we're going. Yeah. You know, soon. And this will be just like a huge reputation market in the future where you have providers that you you trust and... Exactly. So you guys are, are working on building that trust now by building good hardware and good software. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So hardware is like a component of it, but like we don't know what, where we'll be. And like hardware will, will probably evolve much faster than we can move follow, you know. So. Well, that's what uh, we were talking about. You've had a, a little bit of a fanboy weekend here in San Francisco going to all the apple stores and the you were petting a supercomputer a couple days ago garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I, I went to see steve jobs garage uh, i mean yeah first time in california what else could you do uh, and uh, yeah i advise everyone to go to the computer history museum there is a cray one petting zoo cray one is a, one of the first supercomputers and actually the story of the the inventor of it mr cray is pretty impressive because he invented lane management before everyone else like 40 years ago lane uh, management lean management a lead management yeah like small teams oh, uh, lean, uh, like a lean, lean startup yeah. yeah okay he yeah like he lean management uh small teams every time you start a new product you start from scratch uh you scrap all the team you scrap all the ideas you start from blank page very interesting profile and uh so talking about like hardware changes how much has the hardware changed in your life like as a, as an enthusiast that's that's been watching this space for for your whole life almost. Uh, sorry. How much has the hardware changed over the course of your life? Uh, basically, I started when the Z80 was the best CPU you could get, so like Amstrad computers and Spectrum, you know, and um, so it's like. I don't know, 100,000 or 1 million times improvement. <laughs> small small stuff. I got like uh, 128K of RAM in my first computer. Now I have 16 gigs in my laptop. Jesus. <laughs> so do you see this, uh, this progression, like the pace of progression continuing into the future? It's it's going like sideways actually because we reached some limits. Uh, there are some hard hardware limits in frequencies, uh, but every time someone tells you that we reached the limit, someone else just breaks it. So I yeah I don't see it stopping so so fast. Yeah. What's and I mean we are in the heart of where it happens now. So right. What's it? Uh, <laughs> what was it like going to Steve Steve Jobs' garage? Uh. That's like a home. Like people live there, right? Yeah, p- actually, people live there. So I just, <laughs> I just like stopped, stepped out of the car, made two pictures, and <laughs> drove away to not disturb them. I, I felt very bad you for these people. You should have brought the monado. Is what you should have done. You do should you think? Have, like, have you, do you heard think the that good word of Bitcoin? Do you think that house is worth more or less because of Steve Jobs' house? More. It it's definitely you can't. But you have to put up with people stopping and taking pictures dude, of you every the day. The dude who bought that house w- is like w- an ultimate. 
Apple collector. I'm saying it. I'm saying it today on TFTC. If I become a rich person one day, which I don't see happening, but if it happens, I will buy that house and make it a museum. I mean, a recreation of the the garage. We're gonna hold you to that tweet stamp. <laughs> tweet stamp on the yeah. pod. Minute fifty three thirty seven. Now I think uh, I thought the house itself will will move me more than it did, but seeing the first time the Cupertino sign on the freeway that was something. That was big. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is uh, this is only my third time in San Francisco, and uh, I never got that excited about it. But um, where do we go now? Um. So what was that thing that you were petting? I saw the Cray One. Yeah, it's it's really like one of the first supercomputers in history. Yeah, and uh, it has some crazy wiring happening inside because it's like old components, so you had a lot of lot lot lots and lots of wires. I think it was uh, nitrogen cooled. Uh, it's really a crazy design. Like people don't do that anymore. <laughs> no. It's not what IBM Watson's using. <laughs> uh, no, so actually. I mean, for anyone interested in computing, you should go to this museum because there are so many artifacts. There is a Deep Blue, so the computer who bet uh, Gary Kasparov in chess. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a first Google search rack. It's the actual rack That's with all the cool. servers inside uh, where Google started. Uh, there is even our French Minitel for there's people. Gonna <laughs> a, there's going to be a novel in there one day. Probably. I mean, they, they like Shit, well, I, I'm, I'm we should just send one. Yeah, we should. I'm a. <laughs> That's such a baller move. You because just, like, you just oh, send us, like first novel in history. All, all the all the pieces exposed in this museum are donations for from companies or individuals. So I bet if we send one and explain what it is, send yeah. one and be like, hey, you may not know it yet, but you're gonna want this at some point in the future. No, that's great. I got my 21 machine at home. I'm, I'm hoarding. Uh, Your 21 machine. Yeah, I'm hoarding my uh, my hardware, my Bitcoin hardware. I kind of hope that never ends up in that museum. But uh, I, hope it I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> I like this company so much. I have one, too. And I, I loved this company for doing that. 21? One miner in every home right. stuff. They lied on so many things, actually. We're going to put it in toasters. There's gonna be, they're gonna be, you're gonna buy a toaster. It's gonna mine Bitcoin. Machine payable web, baby. Machine it's here. And uh, and then the second smartest thing they did was this paid APIs and uh, and. The paid APIs make sense. Yeah, and I mean it was it was channels before Lightning, those right. payment they channels. Lightning. They needed Lightning. They needed Lightning basically. And they they had their own stuff. It worked very well. I think. I mean, Lightning's making that happen with the satellite right they now. Were like you can 15 send fifteen years early on the mining too. They need mining to like straight up plateau like a motherfucker, and then like you could do it. Yeah. You, then you can put it in toasters and stuff. Once it, once the hardware doesn't go obsolete in like six months. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think mining's gonna hash rate's gonna plateau in like fifteen years? No, I don't think hash rate plateaus. I think. Uh, the hardware like the hardware commoditized like they last longer right that's key yeah. like if you're going to install like an asic into like boilers right and then take the extra heat and use it to heat water that's like a super easy application right you need you're not going to put that into a building unless you can i i'm not sure i agree with you years. because actually since you use the heat 
and uh, like 95% probably of the energy used by the miner is for heat. Uh, you don't really care about hardware changing because it's profitable anyway. But I'm saying it'll be even more, right? Yeah. But like you, once those lifespans increase, like you'd be an absolute idiot to have a, like a building-wide boiler and not have ASICs in it, right? Like then, yeah, then sure. you see you see the wide distribution. Then you see it in toasters and shit. You know, hmm. like that's the only time where their plan was like a decade and a half too early. Yep. And they didn't have lightning. They and now lightning. they do. And now they do paid emails. The lightning. <laughs> <laughs> paid emails. Earn.com, baby. Uh, but no, I actually am happy that they came out with it as well because it's a great learning experience. And I do think that, like you're alluding to, that uh, vision will come to fruition in the future, just in a different, different so, way. Well, that device will never be worth the Bitcoin again. What, it will never be worth the Bitcoin what again. What really that got me upset? Stamp it. Somebody stamp it out there. What really got me upset about the 21 computer is that the first one I received, uh, the SD card was not working. And they told me, like, we can't give you the... I, I said, don't send me another SD card. Just give me the image. I have SD cards. I will burn it myself. And they said, no, there is a whole blockchain on it. It's big. We can't upload it. And when I received the new SD card, it was like actually like one gig occupied on the card. They n it never had the whole blockchain on it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Ah. So what, uh, like outside of the, the boxes that you're making, like what are you looking at at Bitcoin? Are you looking at anything at the protocol level that you're excited about? Uh, are you excited about development activity? Anything? So my, my next big thing is uh, looking at the networking side and the routing in Lightning. I'm really interested in routing because of of doing... Uh, I mean, I, I have two ISPs and uh, I know BGP, I know routing at internet scale. And when I see Lightning, which is like four to 5,000 active nodes, which is nothing compared to the internet, and the trouble we have routing already, I think there is a lot of work to do in uh, in uh, good routing in Lightning. And I would really like to see some people coming from the router and internet industry coming into Lightning to to teach us uh, proper routing. What do you think we need to learn? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you have to show it to them. How, how, how to scale from 5,000 nodes to 5 million nodes because I don't see it happening right now. Why not? I mean, every third time you try to send a lightning payment, it doesn't go through because of uh, failing route. And then you force LND to find the route, it finds it, it works once, and you try five minutes later, it forgot about the route. Uh, that doesn't happen on the internet when you, and when you want to reach point A to point B on the internet, it always goes through. That's what BGP is for. and. Uh, of course, the the routing in Lightning is much more complex because of um, channel balances. Yeah, balances and the fees. So even if you have a route, you still need a route with enough balance on every hop, and you need the and fees to to keep the fees low. And any hop can change their fees at will. Yeah. So like at any point. So I, I I think actually we should move to some routing protocol style advertisement where you can predict the full cost of your 
The background oh. sounds uh, yeah. par for the course here. Guys, <laughs> the cops aren't coming for you. That's just an ambulance. <laughs> it's okay. Don't you don't have to look in your mirror. So yeah, uh, so some kind of routing protocol in which you advertise all the total cost and. Um, I mean, yeah, there, there are so many things to do on the routing level. I, I know there are smart people working on it, but I like the gin. I'm just trying to. I, I'm trying to. I just. I just drank my body weight in wine over the weekend. I'm trying to ease into this week. Okay. But back to the routing. Uh, this, this seems like to be the biggest knock on Lightning Network. Is uh, people say this is an unsolvable problem. Do you do you see it as unsolvable or just needs a lot more eyes and a lot more work? Uh, I think it's not unsolvable because we did it for the internet. We did it for voice. Uh, but the internet's pretty centralized, right? If you call one eight hundred thousand routes centralized, you don't. You don't think it's like I look mean, at the any look at the Chinese I, firewall, right? I, I think look any the great firewall. Look yeah, at okay. the Surge Tiananmen Square li in China. Leaving leaving right? China out of the equation because it's a really particular case. But they're no, they're the future in a lot of places, right? I, I don't think so. You don't think I so? don't think so. They're working. Well, they're trying to get. In, after talking to Alex Ladstein from the Human Rights Foundation, they have like a forty billion dollar infrastructure fund to get into South America and Africa. I, um, I feel like a noddle in every home like defeats that, right? To a degree, like obviously they can see, you know, they they can just cut off internet completely, but. Yeah, no. I just to go back to the routing. You, you know, on the on the internet, you have tier one, tier two, and and other careers. And I think that's where we are going with Lightning. We have like uh, there, there was a talk in in Munich, I think, about that. And uh, yeah, I think we'll go to the tiered network in Lightning. You have like these major players like uh, like Pierre Pierre's node. Like uh, I would say, rather like Amazon, <laughs> Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook. Nah, they're not going to be able to compete with the novel network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and these guys will be concentrating like these big ass channels. Except it will be probably Bitrefill and OpenNode right. and Bitrefill uh, <laughs> and Async. They did the yeah. the one the one Bitcoin channel. Yeah, we we are working on that too, by the way. Yeah, we need the uh, one Bitcoin novel yeah. channel. And. Yeah, and um, and then you will have like the second class players who will have smaller channels, like big companies having like 500 employees and paying everyone with Lightning and receiving payments in Lightning. And then you will have like the end users, which will be on the edge of this mesh. Um, yeah, I definitely see it as a tiered network and not as a everybody has the same weight. I mean, yeah, part of the vision, right, is that like you... I guess you like you launch like a light wallet and you don't sync to your own node and you make like a single channel out to like a well-connected node and then you balance it out real quick yeah, with like yeah. a loop out or something. Totally. And so like that person is just like, they're super on the outside. They're just, they have a single channel into a, to like basically a routing. Node. Yeah. And, and the same as convinced that Bitcoin is the future. I don't know if Lightning will be the second layer solution in five or and ten that's years. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's, that's okay. It's a second layers. layer. That that yeah, exactly. Have you looked into uh, state chains at all? No. That's that's been uh, exciting me recently. Basically, exchanging it's like, private keys, but yeah, it's like in between the trade-off levels between Liquid and Liquid Lightning. and Lightning Network. Yeah. 
like if 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 the previous person who sent you the payment colludes with the federation then they then get it they can take your money but again going with back liquid to if the federation can just take your money and then with lightning uh your channel partner exactly yeah but Again, it goes back like the state chain. The state chain federations will come back to like a, a reputation game, like you guys are are depending on in the future to have people download your software. The the federation would depend on. Uh, yeah, speaking about reputation, people are starting to ask us to embed some identity uh, features in the nodal, like well, to to have your nodal as your reputation on the internet and your identity. On this the is internet. actually funny. You brought this up. I actually met with. Uh, somebody who was working on Urbit yesterday and we, we talked about, I said, could you run Urbit on a noddle? And, uh, we had that conversation. So that's actually something I was thinking about yesterday. Um, what are your, what, what, how do you think that would be possible? Urbit is a shit coin. It's not a shit coin. There's no coin tied to it. There's no coin. No, they, you have to buy stars or whatever, right? Yeah. So what are the stars? They, they, they rep, they represent nodes or something the like that. The stars are tokens, right? I don't know if they're tokens. They're basically tokens. They're yeah. assets. You're buying them with money. I don't know. I don't want to get all, into the all, semantics. All just, tokens are not made equal. I'm not chilling Urban. <laughs> I'm just saying. I met somebody from Urban. I'm just... And they were talking about like the reputation okay, system. But I'm just getting ahead of this one. Okay, get ahead of and it. And I'm I'm the one calling Urban okay, just shitcoin. About tokens. All tokens are not shitcoins. You have tokens built on Lightning and Bitcoin as well. Like no, counterparty or RGB. Yeah, that that's fine. That's fine. That that That's more or less fine. And... I, I mean, there is no reason anything couldn't run on the Nodo as long as it fits in the CPU, RAM, and disk space we have. Yeah. And and if it compiles on ARM64, which is always challenging. <laughs> yeah. So outside of Urbit, that's, I'm just, I brought Urbit up because I had a conversation about it yesterday. How, how, are you, how would you attack I'm reputation? Sorry, we didn't start thinking about it yet. It's just yeah. something which starts to be requested by our users. Yeah. And so we we will be thinking about it after we do everything we have to do before, which is huge. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like cuz hodl hodl they're using like the local bitcoins reputations on their exchange and and there's many ways that it's it tried to been solved, but it's still an open space in my mind. I guess if a lot of people try to like spend more time in cyberspace and use tools like like Noddle, bitcoin stuff like that, like reputation makes a ton of sense. Uh, not picking that up as a service or something would be stupid because um, that's where everybody's heading in a way. Um, so typically in the future, you could envision having more stuff on the model that's not Bitcoin related, but that fits into the same kind of vision that you need tools to be sovereign in a way. Mm -hmm. And that ties into that really well. How? We have no clue. Yeah, like like storage, chat, or like easy things. Exactly. As long as it doesn't interfere, like people are asking for like mail servers. Yeah, that's a great okay? idea. Well, yes and no, because like he'll tell you it isn't. Right. Why? Security. Uh, a mail server has to be open on the internet. We we are going. We are leaning toward full tour. And uh, having email or storing personal data on the device is like opening it back. And uh, and these apps are not designed to be secure. Like Bitcoin DLND are, de are designed from the core to be secure software. And uh, an email server or a web server or stuff like that, uh, they are not designed to be secure inherently. Uh, and there are 
far too. Uh, there is also another thing which makes uh, software secure or or more attacked. The more popular it is, the more attacked it is. Uh, see the example of WordPress. WordPress powers like 30% of all the websites on the internet. Is probably the most attacked uh, engine for for a website. And uh, as long as we stay in some more confidential software, we have less exposure. Like the so attack surface is smaller. But no, that's not a good way, though, right? And and also people ask like for build a router function in the Nodo. No, that's ridiculous. Like for me, for me, having a mail server is even more ridiculous than having a router because a router is a piece of network equipment and it's it's built for one single purpose and it's pretty secure. And uh, an email server is have some so many moving parts. Uh, and and we start talking about things like antivirus, anti-spam. Um, so you just gotta make another box then. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Boxes, I, I'm not against designing. Yeah, I'm not against designing a modular box and you plug bricks for features. I think I think that like every single thing that people use in the cloud should be run through whether it's one noddle or two noddles or fucking five noddles like in I mean, the closet. Should just be running all of that shit for I, them. If you want an easy way to run your web server, mail server, personal cloud, and all that shit at home, everything, just right? buy a fucking Synology NAS, and uh, it has everything embedded already. And it's a very good hardware. Or a QNAP, if you don't like Synology. Uh, they all have the same features. They have, like, security cameras recording on your box. They have mail servers. They have Docker. You can, you could even run like, uh, I don't know, uh, the BTC pay server stack inside. Don't do it, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think it's important that we we have like companies like with your philosophy, like businesses with your philosophy, that that is 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 very much customer first, uh, privacy first, sovereignty first, and and those companies. Are the companies we need to to provide these these uh, devices that, okay. that are powering all this stuff? Because at the end of the day, like it doesn't if you pull it if if you pull it locally, but then you're just trusting another company that that you know that is out to screw you. You you're at the end of the day, it's the same exact situation. Well, also at the end of the day, you guys might end up being like a high end brand where where these types of services and these these hardwares are only for people who are, are like willing to to go the, the length to, to get their own privacy. And this will be like a luxury, like, ooh, I have my noddle in my closet. This is where I handle my finances. They'll be like, ooh, you have a noddle. That's sweet. Yeah, but like trust isn't always bad. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is like we, we try to talk to our customers every day and like they have lots of stuff to say. But maybe sometimes not everything makes sense or not everything makes sense right now. That's a famous Steve Jobs qu quote. Customer doesn't even know what they want. Yeah. yeah. And so like the mail server thing is they're trying to import like their personal information on what we see as a dedicated box. And that kind of defeats a lot of purpose. Like it's bad for their OPSEC. And sometimes you might feel like it's still too early because if not, you're going to have like bring bad habits to the whole 
experience or, or yeah that makes know. sense to me it's like i think all that stuff is probably a sign that certain things you're still in too early you know uh, but i totally see a future in which uh, nodo diversifies in like a personal cloud at home box uh, i would i mean i would make one for myself and that's what nodo is in the beginning it i needed a full node for myself i built a full node then ln lightning happened and i thought shit that could be a commercial product that people could actually use so yeah i i would i have my personal cloud on an ass today i could probably build one myself uh when the time happens it may be a new product in our catalog but there are so many other things we want to do before like a vpn dongle that protects you when you connect to a public wi-fi you turn off the wi-fi of your computer you plug in the dongle and it proxifies all your traffic and it encrypts it oh i fucking love that idea That's yeah uh, i mean all in the hardware right yeah and uh i mean idea, sm dude. smuggler is doing that with a crypto hippie already but uh, well i'll show yours but yeah we <laughs> uh I yeah, don't I really have it know. with me, but I will show you something tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm very surprised because it's a shit product I tried to make long before the Nodo. And uh, people are taking pictures of it every time they see it. Like the guys from Beatbox made pictures of it. The guys from Ledger made pictures of it. So I guess you will be interested in what I have to show. Well, I don't want to uh, spoil the surprise, but you did um, you did bring up something, uh, bringing up Ledger that I wanted to ask you earlier. It slipped my mind, so I'm gonna now that I have it in my mind, gonna bring it back up. What do you think about like the hardware wars going on between like Trezor and Ledger and them hacking each other? Yeah, uh, Ledger has a team. Yeah, that just hacks these other. Okay, guys. so. No, it's TFTC. Right? Come on, we can we can't say everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Ledger is a superior hardware product. They have a secure chip in the products and the Ledger X uh, removed many of the vulnerabilities the Nano S had, mm -hmm. like connecting the keys and screen to the secure element instead of the MCU. That's a very good move. I don't like the added Bluetooth functionality, which is obviously a bad idea. I don't like the attitude. But the uh, Bluetooth is... I also hate the Bluetooth added. But it's, so, it's no, because I of mean, the all, iPhone, all, right? All the, all the Bluetooth chipsets are hackable. It was proved, and uh, I think that one is no exception. But what I really don't like about Ledger is the attitude of the company. I contacted them for at least two different air quotes vulnerabilities which are like privacy vulnerabilities of the device and every time uh nicola replied like it's not, not an issue uh go away <laughs> and yeah and, no, and, and then they fixed it so it wasn't nothing <laughs> no that's uh they do seem very like on the combative, like to to bring their their competitors down, which is obviously you want to make all these vulnerabilities c 
you want to bring them to light, but it, it feels like a yeah, so more of a nefarious. What I have to say, the new CSO, I really like the guy. He has a very constructive uh, talk, and we 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 talked a lot in Amsterdam, and uh, he asks the right questions, and he's not like trying to to push you down. He's trying to to bring you up. To bring you up, actually. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm letting the fields get in too much here. I mean, Ledger is he, the is the first decent person in Ledger. Ledger, <laughs> <laughs> Ledger Live is horrible for your privacy, right? Um, it's like absolutely horrible, but it is extremely user friendly. Like you don't. Think I wouldn't say so. Yeah. yeah, the Trezor is I mean, that yeah, the yeah, nicest yeah. experience, so probably. So, what are what are our thoughts on this on the Trezor vulnerabilities? Because I also I was team Trezor T, the, with the touchscreen. I really, I I think they've like pretty much nailed things. But 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 if you use their web wallet, it's also horrible for your privacy, right? I'm a daily user of Trezor. I have uh, full disclosure. I have all my wallets the same seed on a Trezor, a Ledger, and a cold card. Uh, because if one fails, I want to have another manufacturer with the same seed. Uh, but my daily driver is a Trezor. I have one Trezor 1 for Nodder and one Trezor T for my personal use. And um, yes, this vulnerability exists. If you have a passphrase, a good one, it's... You need to have a good passphrase. Yeah, it's less it bad. What is a good passphrase? Because they, if they get access to your treasure, they can pull the seed from the treasure if they know what they're doing. Right? Yeah, That's so what what is good about this, it didn't leak yet. I bet if Ledger found how to do it, other people did as well. So we will end up with having the full tutorial on the internet one day, or it will be sold on the dark web. Especially website. since like Trezor and everyone's had said that yes, this exists. Yeah, and it's unpatchable. This, we know it exists, and, and it's unpatchable, which is pretty bad because they are not using a secure chip in the design of the. But the uh, ledger device. secure chip is closed source. Does that worry you? Because like what it, what if the NSA if, if the I the way I think about it is like the ledger. As long as the U.S. government isn't in your threat model, then you're probably So fine, that's right? not true for one simple reason. The secure chip we're using is not American, it's French. Right. Uh, so as long as France is not your threat model, and I don't think it is in anyone's. I mean, or like the U.S. in combination with France, right? Like yeah. It would be I'm, I'm not so scared about it. Uh, it has to be proven. It's an old chip. It's not. Right. It's not a new thing. It's an old chip from ST. Um, I think if it had a backdoor, it would be already proven by now. And isn't the isn't the thing like there's other targets bigger than that? Anyways. What do you mean? Well, the secure chip is used for other stuff than this. Right. 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 So outside of Ledger. Yeah. Of is that is Ledger the biggest target? Like you know. Maybe it's the not whole yet. like Andreas thing be, for yeah. like SHA-256. Right. Is it bringing Bitcoin down or something else first? Right. Yeah. And, and this chip is actually very popular. It's used like every other smart card on the planet. So it, it, I think peop, if people wanted to attack this chip, they would already done it. And no, the 
cryptocurrency would not be the first target. But you still use the Trezor as your daily device? Just because UX, the UX. Uh, the yeah. touchscreen, right? The touchscreen and the, and the web app, even if it leaks my public yeah. keys to to Trezor servers. I, I, yeah, I, I, I could use it with Electron, but I mean, it's a, it's really a question of attitude. Yeah. Uh, Slosh has been a very friendly person. Yeah, he's, he's a customer, he's the by the way. Boss. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. Slush is a fucking boss. For those of you who don't know, Slush created the first uh, Bitcoin mining pool, Slush Pool, still live today. It's being run by Jan. He doesn't own it anymore, right? doesn't own it anymore. Um, being run by a couple other guys, but Slush. Is he even, he's not even a Trezor anymore, is he? Or is he only for yeah. Satoshi Labs? That's what yeah. Yeah, yeah, Satoshi Labs is a Trezor. You spoke with them on the pod. Yes. Um, brains. Yes, the Brains brains OS guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll be here. Uh, Jan and uh, Pavel. Pavel's name was slipping my mind yeah, there for a second. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. No, not Pavel. No, no, the Pavel from Brains. Pavel from Brains, yeah. Um, last name. I'm very bad at names. Yes. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not great with uh, Latvian last names. It's not my not my strong suit here. <laughs> Czech last names. Yes, they're from the Czech Republic. Excuse me. Met them in Riga. That's why. Yeah. I, the f- fun story, by the way. We were like, uh, it was the third day of the Malta conference. We were very wasted from the day before party. It was the last day. It was like a hack day in a room, and uh, one guy comes and asks if he could buy an order from us and pay by lightning. I said, okay, but let's cut the payment in ten times to so it went through <laughs> easily. After four, we uh, yeah, and I said like, could you type the your mail address in BTC Pay server because I'm asking like the mail address to match the serial number and the mail address. Slush at Satoshi. Oh fuck! (laughs) 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 Was too 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 wasted to recognize the guy who was buying it, (laughs) 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 and it suddenly made sense. (laughs) That's fucking gold. It's great to see he's like experimenting. He's still like hungry to to get after the new hardware. Yeah. Shout out Slush. Uh, Like you said, he just had a good mindset uh, around Bitcoin. Please reply to my private messages. (laughs) (laughs) And he tried it. And he sent us a huge email with like his thoughts on it, you know, and it's people like taking the time to like buy it, try it, comment on it, like give you ideas, feedback, you know, take it or leave it. You like it or not, but like it's constructive criticism coming from people who know so much more than us. It's gold, you know, it's awesome. Thanks, you know. Yeah, it proves how much people like, are we, nice. We gotta, yeah. I, I was thinking we have to switch that phrase, you know, because I, I just said it too. It's gold, but it's not. It's Bitcoin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're so Bitcoin, you don't even know it. <laughs> um, no, but it's like, and you can tell, like acts like that. Slush, like an early adopter, an early builder on Bitcoin shows how early we are like even him somebody who's so respected like reaching out like all right you're willing to help here's what here's what you guys can do with your product in particular and like you were saying with you want routing engineers to come on like reaching out to them and just slowly but surely the roots keep getting longer and longer and like i don't know like how it was before but 10 years in right now when you talk to a lot of people they seem very keen on helping each other and saying 
you know what? Like everybody's gonna profit from this. Like it'll be even better if we we just like all stick together, all help each other out because there's so much to do and it's just starting and like we're all in together, you know. Yeah, we're building something. It, we're building something, so, and you can feel it. Yeah. I, I was actually Google translating a word because I don't know it in English, but yeah, I, I think the Bitcoin community is very benevolent. Benevolent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the word. Benevolent is a great word. Yeah. yeah. That is exactly a what Everyone we is out there to help each other even when you're a competitor. Yeah, no, and it's um, it's great to see how long do you think this will last? You think this will be uh, in perpetuity or you think we're like in the, the early stages where it's... I think it's during next bull run we'll just kill each other. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just start at something. Well, <laughs> let's talk about the, the synergies that you and uh, the Samurai team have. How did... What what clicked with you guys obviously they're very privacy centric and yeah we should talk about samurai more yeah um no maybe you want to start i don't know it, it like it felt like a very very natural fit like from our perspective like samurai wallet was saying the same thing um it makes sense from a customer base point of view like from a product base everything makes sense and it was so easy we never agreed on anything pretty much you know, sometimes you meet some, you meet someone, and you feel like you know that person for twenty years. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened with Samurai. It's like we we didn't even talk about the values we share. It was just so obvious we knew we share them. Awesome. And Fuck yes. No, the Samurai Samurai has been been growing slowly but surely. Like they brought Loren in um, with OXT.me. He's been working with them. He's another great French Bitcoiner. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 incredible to see like the forces that are that are joining and i think samurai and is like a great no-brainer like you said yeah and uh what really impressed me is uh samurai wallet saying that he never anticipating a hardware brand to become so strong as samurai is in the software world and yeah thank you for saying that first of all and second i think he's very some truth in that and uh the Nodal brand, as crazy as it seems, it's like a crazy idea found during a conference, and then this logo, which is above noodles. It's so ridiculous, it's great. Sort of, yeah, I mean, similar to this podcast, I, I got forced to start it, and here we are two years later, traveling to hotel rooms to, to have conversations with people from all over the world. It happens fast. Yeah. It's crazy to see, again, where, like, when we met in December to where you guys have come in the last six months, eight, seven months now, it's uh, it's been inspiring too. Because you guys have been shipping quick. Like I remember, you, sh you showed me three different prototypes when we met. Yeah. So what what, what I've shown yeah. you is the like the the mini and the micro, which will never happen, but <laughs> it was it was fun to do anyway. I like the tablet one. Yeah, yeah, the tablet the one. Except screen the screen on is so shitty. But yeah, but I like the <laughs> idea with like a, a slightly better screen. So I think actually it was a bad idea anyway because you don't want your so uh, for 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 the freaks who are listening, the tablet nodder was like a nodder with a touch screen on top, so you can run BTC Pay server and use it as your cash register, uh, uh, your Bitcoin register. Oh, but I kind of so like it just as like a like your node is in the closet. And it has like a dedicated screen to it. Yeah. And I can just go to it. I don't have to, you know, SSH into it. I just can just go to it and I can just. Yeah, but, but that, will, that was not the, the use we imagined. The use we imagined was really like to put it on your 
on your desk and have people pay directly on the touch screen right which is a bad idea because anyone can just take it and uh, go run away with <laughs> your private keys <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's a it's much in the cash register <laughs> yeah okay. it, it's a much smarter <laughs> idea to bundle the nodal box with a cheap tablet for 50 bucks and uh, and put this tablet in the front desk what about having the node in your closet have a fucking screen on it you know just plug in a monitor and a keyboard it will be more no, efficient no, but like how you have a touch screen you know i think it's kind of nice i think it's a thing i think it could be a thing wait and see that he as we said wait and see i'm excited high high-end lifestyle you got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea i'll keep poking you uh, speaking of poking, I think uh, the beef steak. I think the beef's getting poked right now. We may have to make oh, our wait, way over there. I soon. have one other topic I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's hop into it. That's why I'm not ending it here. I'm saying we should shot clock. Oh, I'm super excited for the beef steak. Yeah, it's uh, the beef steak's not going to start for like another hour and a half. I mean, it started, but it's the the beef isn't being served for like another hour and a half. Okay, we got time though. Because I spoke to him about that about right. the lightning uh, meetup that we're not at right now. <laughs> anyway, the topic I wanted to talk about which we had a conversation about yesterday and I thought it was a very good conversation is hardware signing devices like hardware wallets basically in combination with lightning routing nodes and how that could um, because because my issue and I've I've spoke about this on the pod before my issue is is that we have routing nodes right now like Ellen big that are in um, they're in server farms where they don't control the hardware, the hardware is just sitting there. And if an employee realizes, uh, we had this issue in, you know, in 2013 a lot, where where employees of the server farms would realize and they would they would access the hardware because they had physical access. Um, discuss. Yeah. So um, we 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 have this issue too, of course, and uh, we are very closely looking at what Stepan Snigirev is doing. Uh, Who? Stepan Snigiriev. Okay. Uh, he's working on a Lightning hardware wallet, and uh, one of the the projects is a continuously signing uh, Lightning hardware wallet. So obviously, if we just plug it in the ass of the server, in the same data center, uh, someone taking the server takes the keys with the server. Right. So it doesn't <laughs> do any good. So the idea we have is to um, host the hardware signing devices remotely in another facility, preferably in another country. Um, you, in a bunker? E, yeah, for e, e, ideally in a bunker in a mountain in the heights of Switzerland, for example. Right. <laughs> but you uh, could even have like the signing key like in your home. Yeah, or or in your home, or yeah. or the opposite. We could host your signing key, and you could have your node at home, or the other right. way around. I mean, yeah. The, so you you can buy these devices like which let you expose USB ports over over an uh, Ethernet port, and then you can mount it on uh, any computer like it's a local USB port. So yeah, that's the that's the way we want to go for. Because the issue with Lightning is that you basically need the hardware device yeah, always e connected e to constantly e sign. If you want to be able to right. route transactions, you have to sign any transaction that shows up. Yeah. Right. So like you need it to be hot at that that point. Yeah, you need a kind of a hot air gapped wallet, which right. is weird. <laughs> Why is that weird? 
Ah, uh, because it's uh, it's not really air gapped since it's uh, hot and signing, always connected, yeah. and signing anything you throw you yeah. throw at it. But if they want to compromise, they basically have to go to both physical locations. Yeah, so the idea is if you want to, to compromise it, you have to make a coordinated attack in two different countries on two different data centers, one of them being a military facility. Good luck with that. And probably undisclosed location as well. So like, Let's just get cosmic here. Like It's crazy to think of the different attack scenarios that exist in the world yeah where and, stuff and people tend to forget that under the internet there is like physical infrastructures and the cloud is not actually just cloud it's like metal yeah. it can be attacked by sharks every once in a while we just attacked iran did you see that no did we yeah are you kidding me yeah uh, trump responded by he did a cyber attack against iran's uh, yeah I, I was actually in an uber right to the airport yeah. in paris no, when like i yeah <laughs> I, I was in the Uber going to Paris when the radio was talking about Trump attacking Iran. Yeah. And I was like, no, please don't. I'm going there now. <laughs> I'm going to I the know. US. Please relax. <laughs> Just wait a week. Like, what are you doing? <sighs> I don't want to get started on that path. No, but my, my point is, right, is like once you start adding in like major governments uh, attacking these kind you know, this kind of infrastructure like you you can go down like a pretty ridiculous rabbit hole yeah do you think uh we'll ever get to the point where nation states start attacking bitcoin infrastructure of course yeah yeah, yeah. That, i i don't see how it wouldn't happen and you'd be an idiot like i feel like you're just you're just screwing yourself to failure if you if you think otherwise no yeah you tweeted about that earlier yeah um any project is not building with a future nation state attack in mind is probably too naive. I mean, the quote that I quoted, like I could just see like it replaced with Iran, like stellar or something, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like rumor, like on Wednesday, like the Trump administration, like they like took down like four stellar notes and the whole network went down or whatever. They, they bought all the, all the stellar lumens and, uh, they uh but that's the attack the staking they network. don't even have to buy it yeah but like they could right they could yeah, that yeah, could be another to. attack vector yeah exactly ah I, I also see some nation states emerging with a huge loads of bitcoin like north korea bulgaria north korea has a shit ton of bitcoin apparently yeah. the bulgaria story was false oh really we got fact checked no no that. it could be it's, it's well, like what I said originally, like they could just have really good OPSEC because like two days afterwards they were like, no, we have no Bitcoin. So it could be. Uh, I, I bet on the good OPSEC. Yeah, There's plausible deniability in there. I like yeah. that. All right. Exactly. Bulgaria back on my has Bitcoin list. But Bulgaria just got a boating accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A huge boating accident. They were like, no, 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 we didn't get that Bitcoin. I mean, Bulgaria replace it with any other country. But like Iran it, has a shit ton, uh, Venezuela has a shit ton, Russia yeah. definitely has a shit ton. Like Putin knows exactly what's up. Like there's no way that he doesn't Belarus will have a shit ton because he just figured out that he has a nuclear plant <laughs> that is pretty useless and he built a mining facility just next to it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you already have a plant and there's excess energy there and you're not using it, like you're a fucking idiot if you don't have miners there. That's like right. that's basically what it comes down to at the end of the day. Well, Especially with your friends with a uh, ex-USSR countries like Georgia, who has Bitfury and mm -hmm. can sell you containers well, of they, miners. They have the same idea. They have hydro there. I'm pretty sure, right? 
Yeah. And and that that Hydra wasn't being used fully, so they fully embraced uh, Bitfury. Now, yeah. I, mean, I hope you guys realize that this is going to be unpalatable to a lot of people that these are the countries holding Bitcoin. I, well, I mean, if it makes them feel any better, like Trump definitely owns a shit. Oh, I agree. It can they totally invert the powers in the world. When when Bitcoin will become mainstream, these countries will be the financial powers of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? No, no, no. Bitcoin or, well, will I think a lot, a lot of a lot of our people will be our people will be those people right? no, no no hey this is what tfc is all about about getting drunk <laughs> and having these heavy conversations like we're gonna have the tmtc citadel network we're gonna take our airships we're gonna go over to each other's <laughs> citadels it's gonna be a fucking great time please uh, reserve your place on the international waters platform now <laughs> i'm gonna bring keto miner he's gonna wire up like the, my whole citadel seastead peter told we'll make some mining satellites as like a super nautil. Oh, that's the other thing I want to talk about. Um, like mesh yeah. and satellite because uh, they they you got the Blockstream satellite working on Rock 64. So we, we did, it's right? me, me, Mr. Grubbles got a uh, blo- Blockstream satellite running on uh, on Rock 64, so it's totally doable. We are fucking late doing it, but we said we'd do it in July. July. July hasn't uh, happened we yet. We got a deadline. So you're early still. We got a deadline, July. You're still early. Week. You guys got a week yeah, to make I, that. No, no, July, the I, end of July. Deadline just for ours. <laughs> 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 Testing, you know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I mean, I have to go to my parents' house to set up a dish, and then we can start from here. Well, what are your thoughts on, like, Mesh and... Uh, just, like, the future... Alternative transaction relay right, networks. Because, yeah, we were talking on the about list... About Tier, we, were, we were talking about like tier one, like tier two. I'm just yeah. talking about, I'm not necessarily Noddle. I'm talking about like the vision, right? Like uh, I know I know in America at least we have, most people just have one uh, internet provider for that last couple miles to their house or, or two maybe max. Uh, so, so the idea that you could have a potential um, mesh going going to those last couple of miles to really distribute uh, internet access. Yeah, I, I'm a strong believer in LoRaWAN. Um, I think that's the, that's the tech to go with. I, I love what Rich is doing with Gotenna, but Gotenna is a closed product and there are many caveats that are hard to circumvent because of the SDK. And uh, yeah, I think... You need open. It needs to be yeah, as open as possible. It, 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 it's, not, it's not open enough and uh, LoRaWAN is a really good tech for, for that. That's uh, competing mesh, mesh network to Gotenna. It's it's not really competing because uh, it's a totally different tech and it's totally open. Okay. So, uh, but basically, you can have anyone in his home running a LoRa one to internet relay. Uh, it could be a USB stick you plug in the back of your noddle and you become a relay. And anyone walking on the street can just broadcast a transaction to you and uh, and read. But because then it switches to Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, it, it, it will just transfer it to, to your Wi-Fi. network connection. Yeah. So, but if you think about it, why not just use Bluetooth Low Energy instead, which everybody has already in his phone and doesn't need any extra hardware? Well, why not fault. use Wi-Fi? Or Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, the because only problem with Wi-Fi right? is you have to attach to the network, and with BLE you you can just 
broadcast and anyone can pick up the signal and relay. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's crazy how much shit you have to think about in building out these networks. Do you feel like a pioneer? I feel like a kid who was good at building things from Lego bricks and now I'm using bigger bricks and more complicated bricks to build stuff. Yeah. I would say you guys are pioneers. Um, yeah, it's, again, thank you for what you guys are building. Um, we're an hour and 45 minutes in here. It's been an incredible conversation. I think it's one of your longest, no? It will be up there, yeah. It will be up there. Yeah, I think this will be top five longest, easily. Um, no, but again, it's crazy. And, and I was worried that we have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but from meeting on the top of the hill in Paris to... It's been a long time coming, man. To to the Bitcoin 2019 conference. It has been a long time coming. I w- Yeah, I sh- was shooting myself in the foot when I had my recording stuff on me uh, in December. But I actually think it was... Uh, it was good to let to let Noddle simmer and, and build out for for seven months before sitting down. I mean, I'm, I, as a as a greedy motherfucker, I was pretty. I, I had a lot of FOMO, so I was I was happy about that. <laughs> and it's only a few months in, you know. Yeah. It's very short. We're just getting started. Yeah, We're just exactly. Started. It's it's the start of that, it. The crazy thing is, I was thinking back, um, January first. Uh, January third, we're like celebrating Bitcoin's tenth anniversary. Right. So that's what, six months ago. Um, I did not have a lightning node running. Um, then I had the I had the noddle running and then I passed Jack Dorsey the torch at, in like February. It was like late February. Mm-hmm. And now we're in June. Like that, that is not a lot of time. It's but- nothing. January 3rd, I guess we were shipping our like. We were done with the pre-sale and the first 21, et cetera, the first batch. And we started shipping our first notes around that date, like the same week or so. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Six months. Like, yeah. Like you were saying, I didn't have a lightning. I've sent more lightning transactions like in the last two months than than I ever did. By the way, Jack has a casa and Elon, you have six days left to get another before I officially call you a moron. On just, just ship him one. Just, just no, send him another. You already did that one <laughs> night when you <laughs> were busy working. Well, you just send him another. Just send him, send him one. Yeah. Be like, welcome to the future. You know? uh, I, I, I had a stupid idea one day, like every month we would do a fun fundraiser. We name a celebrity and we make a fundraiser to, for people to buy the, that person another. I like that idea. I would buy Elon. I would Noddle. contribute. Yeah, we should. Well, I'd buy Elon and Noddle. And like we haven't like gifted Noddles or like, you know, discussed the price with people, etc. Like you get to buy the Noddle basically and like we think it has some value and you pay the value we think it has, etc. You guys could, like, should charge way more for the Noddle, is my opinion. Yeah, it was a mistake, probably, <laughs> at first. We'll, we'll see. I, I've said this on the pod You've said multiple it, times. It's like, guys, I tend to deal, agree. best deal in the space. And other people have said that, too. But, you know, but um, we made, like, just a few exceptions. Um, and, like, we should thank you a lot for everything you've done for us because it's meant a ton for us. Like, just like how we feel about what we're doing um you have a lot to do in that you know so thank you oh, 
Thank you. There's no, I mean, there's no need to thanks. You guys are building dope shit, and we like talking about dope shit, yeah. so it's pretty you, easy. You, you know about the price? <laughs> there are two kinds of people. There are people who never tried to make any hardware product and say we are too expensive, and there are people who made a hardware product and who say we are way too cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I love is in the air. I love you guys. I'm just, I'm just, I'm so happy that that you've entered my life, and well, I just, it, shit is good. And we're gonna end it on that sentimental note and go eat some beef. Let's go eat some beef, gentlemen. Let's thank, go eat some beef. Thank you for joining us. Peace and love, freaks. Always oh, the podcast. <laughs>